I was thinking about some topics, uh-huh. uh, some real quick topics. If we're gonna do a quick episode, yeah. What do you think about this one? What's the uh, what? What's up with those names? Where you can't tell if it's an Irish name or an Italian name. <laughs> like okay, like what? So, <laughs> so I know no, everybody just can't get enough of us talking about Lynn Rosetto Casper. Yeah, uh, on this podcast, so we'll bring her up again. But is it Lynn Rosetto Casper, or is it Lynn Rosette O Casper? Well, well, uh, yeah. Well, you're lucky for you, I'm already recording, Charles, so we don't even have to recap this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's and and you know what? Who's the other person also on NPR is is the world's Marco Werman. Mm. Is it Marco Werman? Or is it Mark O'Werman? And is it based on the uh, in in the old country, as they say, when before you go fishing, you would want to have to dig your own worms, so you would go to Worm Man. You'd go to the Worm Man, just like the Smith, because basically all Western names are based on what someone used to do, right? That's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, right, like Cooper and yeah, and, and like if we were living in the the ten hundreds, <laughs> you would be you would be shit. Programmer Man. It would be Charles Programmer Man, right? Right, and that would have evolved to Progman, and then and then maybe you would have had two ends because you spent a couple, your family spent a couple centuries in Germany, and then you would have had to escape, mm-hmm. and then you would be like Prague Prague Smith, and then and then it would just be Americanized when you came through Ellis Island, and you would be you would be eventually, it went, by the nineties you would turn into P Dog, so you would just be Charles. <laughs> right there, you go. So. The, you know, we could uh, we could discuss those. I, I, those are the only two instances that I know of. Now, now, what are what are some Irish? You're a bit of a uh, now. First, let, let me. You know, we'll we'll stay brief, Charles. I think I think you said you're computer hard locked. You know, speaking of pro mm-hmm. p dogs, let me let me ask you a small yeah. mini topic inside your mini topic, and and as always, I'm looking to inflame okay. people inadvertently. What is the difference between Scottish and Irish? Right. Like, I mean, geographically, I know the difference. Right. And let, let me let me ask right. this. Let me give you the context I'm asking this in. Right. I think I, my theory and definitely this is true about myself. I don't know if it's an in plus one situation or, or just an in. I feel like Irishness has like more of the brand to it. Right. Like over over my lifetime, at least like Irishness has been this thing and it's always knocking around and you can make fun of Riverdance and stuff, but it's like a big brand. Right. Whereas right. Scottishness uh-huh. doesn't really have as big a brand as Irishness. However, anytime there's a Viking or anyone who doesn't have an American accent in pretty much any children's entertainment, I'm pretty sure they have a Scottish accent. Like I think I think people confuse a Scottish accent with an Irish accent and they think it's all the same. And and there so there's this weird right. thing going Except, on. I don't think there are any Irish Vikings. I, no, 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 never mind the facts, right? Like, like, let's not get to the facts yet. Like, no, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm not talking about facts. I'm talking about in fictionalized Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't definitely. Think any, well, none of the fictionalized Vikings with. Uh, I, I think, I think uh, some of the uh, the I'm, I, I say this in t- Twitter all the time, but all of the adults in How to Train Your Dragon have Scottish accents, as far as I can tell, right? Which I find right. baffling. And and I think I think right. whenever I mean I guess a Norwegian Isn't accent. The Scots fighting the Vikings. 
I, you know, I, I, I watched, I, I started watching one of those shows in Netflix, and apparently there was a, I, I don't know this kind of history very well, but there was a time when the Danes were invading uh, northern Danes, England, right? right? Which is, which is, right, so that's something a thing. like six hundred years. Yeah, yeah, and then, mm-hmm. but anyways, I feel like there's a high chance that if there Man, is, I gotta tell you about the time I, I saw the. I've surely I've told you about that uh, thing that you know I went to York and actually saw the Viking excavation and like the animatronic display of the guy shitting. Whoa, that's amazing. That yeah. that would be a good animated <laughs> gif. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like all up in there. Yeah, but uh, but it was definitely from the waist up. It was a guy like going like, Ugh! yeah, and so- they were trying to demonstrate just how close people lived. Oh yeah, so so that that would have been so a, good, have, a good brainstorming uh, session Viking, in, in, this in the museum. Or shanty town, right? Yeah. There would be a you know some little farming community or or what have you, and you know a group of of maybe sixty people living together, but like right together. Yeah, yeah, like 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 maybe like maybe we'll as they say put a pin in this question of. We'll, we'll, put, we'll put a pin in this question of mine: Irish versus Scottishness. But let me let me round it up with something, as I feel like. There needs to be a a book that's called like uh, the UK Islands for Americans, right? That explains all mm-hmm. the little regional things. Because because I was I was we started reading the Secret Garden, a book I'd never really got into to our son Cormac, and then all of a sudden there's right. there's some sort of regional English people. Is that in a there. song from Jerry Maguire? I don't know, probably. Sorry. I don't mean I'm derailing. So, so there's a whole other class of UK Islanders who have their own accent mm-hmm. and peculiarness, and just like I, it's very confusing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that in America we have our own regionalisms and stuff uh, that we don't really document mm-hmm. very well. But uh, you know, I'd like to know across that those UK islands, and then what's up with the Island of Man? Did the, and and the, and then isn't there another? There's like a whole series of islands with funny names. I think names. it's the Isle of Man. The Isle of Man. See, there you go. There you go. Yep. 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 So now, well, so so one thing I do know is that at Creative Action there was an Irish guy who was telling the story of Finn McCool, who was a Irish giant, and the bad guy was a Scottish giant who was hurling rocks across from Scotland over oh, at Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and he was a bigger, badder giant, but I think Finn McCool outsmarted him. Ah. I can't remember what the Scottish giant was. Yeah. See, and then and then you have. I mean, we're back on the top. You have that film, Brave. I'm pretty sure it's all Scottish people. Mm-hmm. But then, but then the Scottish. Scot- well, I think the Scottish. They 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 basically have both have a reputation of being, I would say, like savage and like you know the kind of people who swing swords about and like bump their chests and like yeah. uh, drink. But I think the Scottish have more of a pugilistic brand, mm-hmm. as whereas you know the, the Irish have a more happy-go-lucky. Drunkenness. Right, right, and then and then you have you have that that wonderful animated thing about a sylphie where where the the kid's mom turns into like a uh, a seal a white seal. I think that's Irish, right? Although it's hard it's hard for <laughs> me to tell. Anyways, I just my 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 Irish versus Scottish dar, so to speak, is is uh, it need it needs some mm-hmm. work, Charles. So <laughs> now now Italian versus Irish names. That that was just your original question. We're just this is this is this is. You know, this is not talking about identity. It's just marketplace brand perception. Yeah, totally. totally. And, and there's no there's no offense. It's more like I am genuinely I don't know if intellectual is the right word. I'm I'm uh, culturally interested in just like all that stuff. Right. Like it's it's I, and I, don't, I don't mean it as a uh, as I don't 
I guess it could be perceived as a slight. I think that's really weird. I think I think that's why in America we're very cautious about talking about different cultures because we're so goddamn like ready to think that people hate us and are slighting us. That like like for mm-hmm. example, I was uh, I was just on vacation in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and man, talk about white people. There's a lot of our fellow white people there. Like they're just crawling over that place, right? And and it's notable. And and you know mm-hmm. it's it's similar to this thing of like. Whenever I come back uh, from Europe, I'm all, I come back home. I'm always like, ah, Spanish people and Hispanic, and like, like that whole. It's just like in the air in this amount. Like even in in Lily White, liberal Austin, there's there's like it's just there, and it's like comforting because I grew up with like that that sort of like palette, if you will. Whereas in Europe, you know, there's mm-hmm. not really any Hispanic people, or unless you're in Spain, not much Spanish spoken. So. Right. I don't. I don't know what the point of all that is, Charles, but it's not a slight. We I'll, could start. Uh, we could revive Gaelic. Start speaking Irish and Scottish. Oh yeah. See, but then Gaelic—that's both of them, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, so and, and then and then there's something about the Gauls being in France. Like they'll call themselves Gaelic in Gauls every now and then. Yeah. Well, they they were. Is this something about about like mm-hmm. someone the conquerer like, uh, and the orange in Brittany, men? all the way up and up until the modern era? Mm-hmm. Um, all, all known well, <clears throat> the orange men. Well, let's see. Yeah, we don't want to open that can of worms. Um, but uh, but all the way up until the modern era, uh, there was um, you know Tongue was spoken in Brittany, uh, and that's a that's a Gaelic language. Mm. It's actually the Franks were actually a Germanic tribe that migrated over they were i just uh just listened to this in the history of rome the franks actually migrated <clears throat> relatively recently uh into france uh, uh and it was primarily populated by gallic people who were gale gaelic uh and so there's a great book called the horse of pride which everyone should read it's actually it, it's really good it's about this guy who grew up in uh i think he grew up in like i want to say before 1950s like but you know he was early early 20th century mm-hmm. uh and he grew up <clears throat> as a uh um in Brittany, speaking breton but it was interesting interplay because there was the very conservative faction of society which is represented by the catholic church which actually protected the education of breton and educating people in Brittany and uh, them being able to retain their their culture, retain their language, uh, what have you. But at the same time, the Catholic Church also was kind of the organ of a very repressive, like old school regime that mm. represented kind of the remnants of the aristocracy and the nobility. Uh, and so it was in one way very freeing, but also very oppressive. There was the French state kind of the republicans who insisted that everybody only speak french they insisted that breton was outlawed you couldn't abide by certain customs but at the same time they were bringing them in the modern uh, so to speak and so they also had very they had very progressive ideas so you have kind of external and internal conservatism and so the french state was very externally progressive internally right wing Whereas the Catholic Church and kind of the old school was very internally progressive or, or free, li- liberal, in the sense that they allowed people to keep whatever culture, whatever language, whatever, what have you. But then at the same time, they were very, 
you know, conservative. Yeah, um, you know, I'll have to check that book so out. It was, it, you, you ever you ever have like long monologues with yourself where you're imagining you're addressing like all of humanity and you're just sitting there talking to yourself oh, like, all the time. And you're like, man, <laughs> you're like, man, I am making a it's some, called Twitter, bro. I'm making some great arguments just in long form. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I, I was I was thinking recently to, to again, not to put it in too too slidey of a way that like I feel like. There's a lot we could learn from like the uh, the brutal failures of European history that we just have trash binned in the sense of in the sense of you identified a couple of the following things uh, over over let's say probably all throughout all throughout like World War II and then even after that but like so let's say roughly 1900 years right let's round it up over 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. One, you have the formation of what I think Europe is, right? Which is formed by basically the Romans slaughtering the indigenous tribes and people of Europe and kind of replacing their culture and them fighting back and like, you know, all of that. So you've got this new culture instilled and a new one formed by the melange or the, the whatever it is, the Creole of all of that. And then basically for the next 500, 600, 700 years, you have religious-based slaughter and genocide and maybe not genesis. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of that, but you've just got this battling over what seems to us now ridiculously stupid things, right? And and it's just like this religious battling, and it's you could even have people who aren't even in Christianity, but within Christianity, it's just like absolute fucking chaos and bloodshed of people fighting with each other, mm-hmm. right? And then like slowly right. but surely, people are like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Right. And like, <laughs> like, like how that occurred, I, I, I don't really, I haven't read, you know, watched enough James Burke shows to like know how that panned out despite having a fancy liberal arts education. But, and then sometime after that, it became extreme, it became extremely nationalist, right? Where like France and right. Germany and England were just like, and, and the Vatican were just like the same sort of battling kind of played out, but in a much more refined way where people were dressed up in silk. So they also had nationalist battles, just battling over God knows what, right? Like, like wool and port or some mm-hmm. bullshit, right? And then, and then again, mm-hmm. someone was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And they were like, you know what we should do? We should battle in business. Like, we should battle and trade. And then the Germans were like, well, how about fuck a bunch of that shit and we just go back to, like, taking over the world, right? And and then and then so they're trying to battle and trade and all sorts of things. And then eventually, like, I finished listening to the, the, the World War II summary in this long audiobook I'm, I'm in. And eventually the world was like, how about Germany go fuck off, right? And just, like, decimated the entire country. And then it's also, so the post-World War II thing is, is fascinating from a culture stance of, like, how did that happen, right? Like, like... We, how do you, you need to so so my you know this is armchair his, history but I mean I unfortunately I think people I I don't think we've shook, shook shaken that whole like uh, oh man maybe this isn't worth it I think the only people who can do that who've actually like suffered the consequences mm-hmm. I mean so you know I think that I think that World War One actually gets always gets subsumed by world war two and no, very that true was, very true uh and then that is more less recent in history but in terms of changing the entire world order absolutely i think that i think that it, you know i think that that's 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 the one you want to look at because it that didn't decimate just one country i mean that that literally decimated an entire 
an entire world yeah no 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 no. that's fair and to prove your point it's just because i was i was uh i was thinking about because i listened to this thing about about germany recently and and so there's a couple of things in there one like like i it would be interesting to figure out like how how germany see pacified is a judgmental way of putting it but how after like i don't know when germany unified and finally became like a big militaristic force maybe in the 1800s but like at, yeah. at some point after World War Two, Germany was like, how about we're not soldiers anymore? Right. Like, how about we don't have a militaristic culture and we become one of the dominant like forces in the world and economies instead? And like it happened really quickly. And like it would be really interesting. I mean, it could be like it could be one of those turns out economic things where it's like, well, if you kill 10 million of their people you can probably do something, right? Like if you kill all of the, 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 whatever the, the bundle all term for like Jewish and, and, uh, and, and like Polish and, and gypsy, like all, if you kill like millions of these people and then basically you kill lots of different soldiers and all of the politically successful people, then what you're left with, like you can kind of mold into whatever you want. I mean, I have no, I'm just making up stuff mm-hmm. from my comfortable American armchair, right? Uh, but it's just like, like what how does that happen and so the reason i'm interested in that is more of like as we would do in the programming world you write a book of patterns and you're like oh hey hey guys uh if you have these two religious factions that are battling with each other that doesn't turn out well just just wanted to tell you right like if you use the local (laughs) file system local file system is a bad idea right if you hard code Mm -hmm. variable uh values into your code I'm just I'm just here to tell you that doesn't work out well, right? So it's almost this like like empirical is the wrong word, but this empirical like lessons learned from history and like I don't like I feel like all of that is so like imbued with like weird politics and like, you know, the old white men of the canon that like there's got to be some way to just like extract these lessons out from uh from like all these big shifts that But even would in be software, something. man, people don't learn the lessons unless they feel the pain. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess I guess at 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 worst you could do what you do in M&A. So in M&A you try to study past patterns of you call it a market mm-hmm. window. So for example, in business intelligence uh in the 2000s, there was this market window of about 8 years before the top 3 people locked up the market and you couldn't make a business in there, right? Oracle, IBM and uh, a few other people just locked the market up it was a dumb business to enter right so it'd be interesting to know what the the length of these cycles are right like arguably they're much faster but the cycle between world war one the middle of world war one world war two and then basically the pacification of western people not fighting with each other like that those are interesting cycles and then we could even apply it to ourselves. we're like i i again being my in my comfy american armchair like you look over and over over in the UK and the rest of Europe, they're all freaked out about immigrants changing their culture and stuff. And it's kind of like, I mean, I, I get it, but like, don't you know your own history? Like much better than I do that it's just like these waves of, of churn and immigrants. And like, it's it's like in the UK, I imagine at some point they were like, oh, the Scottish people, they're actually people, right? Like we should, and the Irish are people, like we should integrate them. And and then and then it goes the other way. Like I'm sure the Scots and the Irish are like, oh, the British. They're not a bunch of assholes that we should immediately slaughter when they're sleeping, right? Like, like, uh, <laughs> right. 
I mean, I think they've walked back a step from there, but I don't know much further. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, anyways, it's just like it's just like uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know where like all that stuff is in a way. Maybe that stuff is never like socially acceptable to to think about or codify. It's just like a just sort of a dodgy situation. But I think we can all agree that if we still to this day had Lutherans and Catholics starting wars with each other, that would probably not be cool. I don't think there would be much support for that kind of thing. It would be interesting. When did the to to study when the the when the actual religious violence subsided, if it, because because right the 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 the, you know the conflicts in the latter half of the 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 very you know the last couple centuries of the millennia, were mostly national and not religious. Yeah, yeah. I think like I don't be, I don't think know, at least at least in the West. I don't think Napoleon gave a shit. Right. Like, he was probably just when, like, when did that piece happen? Yeah, I, I have no I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe, you know, the uh, the history of, of conflict would be uh, would be interesting. So, you know, I don't know if we've dissected uh, why Italian and Irish names are so similar, but, mm-hmm. but who knows? Maybe it's just a original <laughs> melting pot action. But let me let me ask you, Charles, before well, before we wrap up, what is your Emacs configuration tip of the week? <clears throat> so, um, my Emacs, you know, I don't know if I'm going to re- even be repeating myself. I had to write these down because I haven't, uh, I haven't. Well, I have them. Look, uh, last, uh, just to recap for people, RSX mode. Okay. RSX mode. Yep. Right. And then. R- JSX mode. Whatever it was. Sure. JSX mode. And then, and then Emacs.el, Emacs podcast. I think you talked about that. And then, and then um, you suggested that you check in your Emacs config at some point. Uh, and that, those are ones that I remember. Okay. Um, well, so I mentioned the one that we have, um, frontmax.el, mm-hmm. uh, which is our distribution. Uh, the one I'm going to recommend this week is a great package called Swiper, um, which just makes uh, the internal buffer search really, really nice. Swiper? Like Swiper No Swiping? Swiper. Like Swiper No Swiping. Swiper.el. Uh, yep. Mm. And just to cap it off, look, in in my comfortable American armchair, I'm fully aware of the horrors of American history, right? Like I I uh, I was lucky enough to like be in the the right straight in the apex of American education vein where that was covered thoroughly, and I've read plenty of them on my own. So I'm not saying that we couldn't have the same benefits of studying things uh, in Europe, right? I mean, you know, we have slavery, the genocide of the the American Indians, all sorts of things. Not to mention everything that happened south of the border. That's like a shit show of, of embarrassment. Uh, but, you know, just there's all sorts of sources. And Europe, but Europe has like a good 2000 year case study that would be interesting to extract mm-hmm. from. So with that, this has been another drunken retired cameo of the Cote Show Variety <laughs> podcast. It was a, it was a short one because we had IT problems. But if you want to check everything out, go to Cote.show to subscribe to it. And you can leave comments there on iTunes. And we'll see everyone next time.